is that really in the Bible? You live in a world where everyone has an opinion about the Bible. Of what values are your beliefs if they are not clearly found in the pages of your Bible? The question we must ask is, are your opinions and beliefs really found in the Bible? Well, hello, I'm David Freeman with Is That Really in the Bible? You know, Easter is a very popular time. It's a time when it's a celebration of the resurrected Christ. And uh, that, I mean, that, that's a good thing that we honor his resurrection. I mean, this, I'm not necessarily knocking that, but I am trying to tell you what's really in your Bible. There's a lot of traditions out there. You know, you get into Easter and you start looking at some of the traditions, such as rabbits that lay eggs and the Easter bunny and, and some of the things, you know, the new Easter dress, uh, time for new clothing, whatever. Um, there's a lot of paganism associated with Easter. But we want to look at, what I'm looking at today is the question, is Good Friday in the Bible? Is Good Friday in the Bible? In other words, a Good Friday crucifixion, well, it's a tradition, but like most traditions, it is untrue. It doesn't jive with your Bible. Now, the tradition of a Good Friday goes like this. Here it goes. It says, Jesus was crucified on a Friday and resurrected on an Easter Sunday morning. Now, what's wrong with that? Well, let's take a look at it. Good Friday to Easter Sunday morning is one and a half days. Okay, what's the problem with that? All right, let's take a look at it. Matthew 12 and verse 38. Then certain of the scribes and of the Pharisees answered, saying, Master, if we would see a sign from thee. But he answered and said unto them, An evil and adulterous generation seeks after a sign, and there shall be no sign given to it, but the sign of jo the prophet Jonas. For as Jonas was three days and three nights in the whale's belly, so shall the Son of Man be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. Now here's the problem. You cannot get three days and three nights between Good Friday and Easter Sunday morning. It just doesn't fit. You can't make it work. Basically, from Good Friday to Easter Sunday morning is one and a half days. Now, either Jesus was lying or we just can't take him at his word literally. All right? Now, a lot of religious people will say, well, uh, Jesus was just talking about parts of a day. But when I read this in Matthew 12 and verse 40, Again, for as Jonah was three days and three nights in the whale's belly, so shall the Son of Man be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. It doesn't say parts of a day, pieces of a day. It's specific. It's absolute. And he equates it back to Jonah being three days and three nights in the whale's belly. And he says, I'm going to be in the heart of the earth three days and three nights. Now, let's ask this question. Well, what did Jesus say a day is? How many hours are in a day? Well, in John 11 and verse 9, Jesus answered, Are there not 12 hours in the day? If any man walk in the day, he, he stumbles not, because he sees the light of this world. But if a man walk in the night, he stumbles because there is no light in him. So what Jesus is saying, he, he identifies day and night. He says there's 12 hours in the day. Obviously, there's 12 hours in the night. We're talking about a 24-hour period here. 
So when Jesus said, so shall the Son of Man be in the three days and three nights in the heart of the earth, he's talking about three days and three nights. He's talking about a 72-hour period of time. Okay. So this is one of the things that we, we need to understand. Now, our world, religion, has basically, we've rejected the annual holy days of God, and we have substituted our own holidays. Those holidays are Christmas and Easter, and we even see Halloween sneaking into the churches. Do we not? Oh, yeah. But again, hear me what I say. We have rejected the biblical instructions about God's holy days, and we have rejected those, called them Mosaic, Jewish, for Israel only. I mean, it's amazing. We take, we take instruction from the Bible. We take the Word of God, and we say, that's not important. Uh, we'll keep our own celebrations, and we'll, we'll, we'll worship God this way. We'll worship the little baby Jesus, and we'll say he was born on December 25th, and we'll say that Christ was you know, resurrected on a Easter Sunday morning. Okay. Now, is this good? Is this good when we reject the Bible and keep our own traditions? Well, obviously not. I mean, no one would believe that. Let's take a look at Leviticus 23 and verse 4. This is what we have rejected. These are the feasts of the Lord. Now notice, this is the feast of Jehovah. Even holy convocations which you shall proclaim in their season. Now notice this. You are to proclaim these days in their seasons. That means you keep them. That means you have a service. That means you lift them up on high. And you say these are important days. These days are all about Jesus Christ. All right. Verse 5. In the 14th day, the first month, at even is the Lord's Passover. And on the 15th day, the same month, is the Feast of Unleavened Bread uh, unto the Lord. Seven days you must eat unleavened bread. Now, here's the thing. Let me do some correction here. If you don't know when Jesus was crucified or when he was resurrect, re resurrected, if you don't know what God is doing through mankind, if you don't know who Jesus Christ is, you see, the reason religious people don't know the real Jesus is because they don't acknowledge the holy days. If people kept the annual holy days which are all about Christ Jesus, they would know a lot more about when he was crucified and when he was resurrected, you see. All right, Leviticus 23 and verse 4, these are the feasts of Jehovah, even holy convocations, which you shall proclaim in their seasons. Now, if you don't keep these days, I don't expect you to know a lot about when Christ was crucified or when he was resurrected. In fact, you're going to be somewhat ignorant because you don't observe the holy days. All right, let's continue on. In the 14th day of the first month, at even is the Lord's Passover, and on the 15th day of the same month is the Feast of Unleavened Bread. Unto the Lord, seven days you must eat unleavened bread. We already read that. So I'm going to try to illustrate this for, for you. In the 14th day of the first month at even is the Lord's Passover. So here we have the 14th, which was on a Wednesday. This correlates back to the time that Christ was crucified. So you're looking at like an actual layout of how it happened back then when Christ was crucified. So on the 14th, which was on a Wednesday, was 
the Passover, that the day of Christ's crucifixion. He was crucified around 9 a.m. All right. The next day is the first day of unleavened bread. All right. That's, that's, uh, that was a high Sabbath day. All right. First day of unleavened bread right here. So on the 15th day, the same month, is the Feast of Unleavened Bread, the scripture says in Leviticus 23 and verse 6. That's okay. So you have the Passover, then immediately you go into the first day of unleavened bread. So there is no way you can get three days and three nights between Friday crucifixion, a Friday crucifixion, and early, uh, early Sunday morning resurrection. The truth is, Christ was crucified on Wednesday, which was the Passover. The next day was the first day of unleavened bread, which was a holy day. Now let's take a look at this verse here. John 19 and verse 31. The Jews, therefore, because it was the preparation that the bodies should not remain upon the cross on the Sabbath day, for that Sabbath day, notice this, was a high day. That's critical to realize that part right there. For that Sabbath day was a high day. Uh, besought Pilate that their legs might be broken and that they might be taken away, might be taken away. Now, the mistake that people make is they think this high Sabbath that occurred right here, high, uh, high day, a Sabbath day, which was the first day, it was the first holy day, okay? They think that high Sabbath day was a weekly Sabbath. It was not so, not so. It was the high Sabbath day, which occurred on the 15th. It was the first day of unleavened bread, which comes right after the Passover there. Now, so what you have is Christ crucified here. Then you have right, crucified on a Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, three days and three nights. Jesus rose after exactly three days and three nights fulfilling the sign of Jonah, that puts the uh, resurrection late Saturday evening. Christ's resurrection occurred late Saturday evening. Take a look at John 20 and verse 1. The first day of the week comes Mary Magdalene early when it was yet dark into the sepulcher and sees the stone taken away from the sepulcher. Early Sunday morning before the sun is up and he is already risen. Now, this is critical to understand. Why is this important? Why is all this important? Well, by not keeping the holy days, it makes it more easy not to notice that there were two Sabbaths that week. So I mentioned two Sabbaths here. What are the two Sabbaths? It's the high Sabbath day, first day of unleavened bread, and it's the weekly Sabbath. That's, where, that's what causes a lot of confusion as you just you know, vaguely or, or just sort of read through the Bible and you really don't know anything about the holy days of God. That's what makes it so uh, difficult. So we're going to look at next, we're going to look at, okay, what happened? Okay, resurrected three days and three nights here. Right there is the three days and three nights. Uh, and then resurrected late Saturday afternoon. All right, what about Sunday? What happened on Sunday? We're going to cover that next. So what happened Sunday morning? Well, in John 20, verse 17, Jesus said to her, Touch me not, for I have not yet ascended to my Father, but go to your brethren and say unto them, I ascend unto my Father and, and your Father, 
to my God and your God. So Jesus, at this point, had to go, before he could let anybody touch him, he had to go and present himself as the first fruits, as the wave sheaf offering, the first fruits from the dead. All right? What is this wave sheaf offering? Leviticus 23 and verse 10. Speaking to the children of Israel and saying to them, When you become into the land which I give unto you, you shall reap the harvest thereof. You shall bring a sheaf of the first fruits of your harvest unto the priest. Now, this was a sheaf of the first fruits from the land. And Christ is to be the first fruits from the dead. What is the connection here? The connection is very simple. Christ would become, would become the first fruits from the dead. Leviticus 23 and verse 11. And he shall wave the sheaf before the Lord to be accepted for you. On the morrow after the Sabbath, the priest shall wave it. So this all occurred on a Sunday. Tomorrow after the Sabbath, this wave sheaf offering is presented to the Lord, the first fruits of the land. So Jesus also, on a Sunday morning, presents himself to the Father as the wave sheaf offering, as the first fruits from the dead. Leviticus 23 and verse 12. And you shall offer that day when you wave the sheaf uh, and he, he lamb without blemish of the first year for a burnt offering unto the Lord. Christ would become the lamb of God with the Passover and he would become the first fruits to be raised from the dead. So is Good Friday in the Bible? No, a Good Friday crucifixion is a tradition and like most traditions, it is a lie. Now, if you'd like to study this more, I want to offer you something that I've never offered before entitled Christian Holy Days. Now, this is an audio set of, I think, about 12 CDs that will explain in entire, entirety the Christian Holy Days found in your Bible. You know, it's time you get educated about the Holy Days of God. And now the reason I say that is because they are all about Jesus Christ. This is what you've got to wrap your minds about around. The, the, the holy days in your Bible that, that Christians have rejected, mainstream churchianity, mainstream Christianity has rejected these holy days. But they're all about Christ Jesus. What he has done in the, in the past, what he is doing today, and what he will do in the future. You can learn more from this audio uh, CD set than probably 40 years in church. And I'm not kidding you. You can learn more about Jesus Christ and what he is doing with mankind, through mankind. This is a powerful set. I can send it to you, although it's, it's not cheap. I can send it to you free of charge. If, if necessary, I'll pay for it, okay? But uh, if you'd like to send a don donation, I'd appreciate that. But if, you, if you're low on your money, you can't afford it, you'd really like to get this, I will send this whole set to you where you can spend about, I don't know, uh, 12 hours of educational material. Uh, it's from the Born to Win program, Christian Holy Days. The author is Ronald L. Dart, great student of the Bible, great teacher of the Bible, I should say. Um, and you will really enjoy this audio set. I'll send that to you free of charge. And you can learn about the Christian holy days found or holidays found in your Bible, the real holidays found in your Bible. 
Anyway, I'm David Freeman with Is That Real in the Bible? And I'll see you next time. Well, you know, that, that's, that's part of, I mean, we're talking about, okay, the celebration of Christmas and Easter. That, that's part of this man-made world that we were born into. We had no say-so over it. We didn't come up with it on our own. We didn't say, <coughs> you know, this is how I think we ought to worship God. Oh, no. We just, we went along with it. We just, you know, and I'm thinking, okay, I'm thinking Easter. Okay, rabbits lay eggs, you know, and you, you figure out, you know, that's not an egg. <laughs> and uh, I can remember looking out the window thinking, uh, uh, you know, hopefully I could see a reindeer. And, uh, and I can remember thinking, you know, figuring out that Santa Claus was my father. And so all of these things, you know, that, okay, my parents are lying to me about everything. They're lying to me about this religious stuff. Maybe, maybe they're lying about Jesus being born. You know, I don't know. But it's, it's all a part of that ready-made world of religion. And, yeah, you, you think about, okay, did Jesus celebrate Christmas? Did he celebrate Easter? Well, the answer is no. I mean, he never sat around. But it's almost like the illusion. Because you're part of society, and you're going along with society, and you're loving society, and everything, and Christmas, and Easter, and uh, uh, Easter dress, and, and new clothing, and, and all the beautiful lights at Christmas time. You almost get the impression that, well, Jesus probably uh, sat around the Christmas tree swapping gifts with his brothers and sisters, and he probably hid Easter eggs, too. So, <laughs> this, this, this is the illusion of religious deception. Truth of the matter is, you know, in the Bible, there are holy days that, uh, now again, if I, if I were to say, name the two most important holidays found in your Bible. A lot of people would say Christmas and Easter. No, those days are not in there. What you find in the Bible is the holy days, uh, the Feast of Jehovah. And they actually are commanded in the Old Testament. And uh, they are days, the holy days are all about Jesus Christ. What he has done, like with the Passover, when I see the blood, I will pass, I will pass over you. The uh, uh, Feast of un Unleavened Bread, putting Christ in, putting sin out, Pentecost, receiving the Spirit of God. You know, it's about what Christ has done, what Christ is going to do through the conversion process. It's about, and then they go into the future of the return of Jesus Christ, the Feast of the Trumpets, the uh, atoning work of Jesus Christ, um, uh, the Feast of Tabernacles, the government of God on this earth, the last great day. I mean, these holy days, are, are, they're all about Jesus Christ. And, and then here we are in a society, in churches, uh, 450,000 churches that dot the landscape of America. And very few of them are actually acknowledging or honoring the holy days that are all about Jesus Christ. It's amazing. It's absolutely amazing to see that and to think, what are these churches missing by just going along with society, just going along with the mode, well, yeah, but it's so fun, and it's so, you know, it's so, uh, um, I mean, I've even had people argue with me about uh, uh, Halloween in church, people trying to defend Halloween in church. And it's amazing to see that. It's amazing. You know, it, it's hard to blow people out of their comfort zone. It really is. And you'd think, true, you know, here, here's it, here it is. Truth is a hard sell. It really is. The truth in the Bible is a hard sell. For some strange reason, people don't want to hear it. But no, Jesus did not celebrate Christmas. He did not celebrate Easter. He kept his Father's commandments. He kept the annual holy days, a total of seven in the Bible.
that point us to Jesus Christ. What he has done, what he is doing, and what he will do in the future. What kind of holidays will be kept when Jesus Christ returns to set up his kingdom on this earth? Will the traditional holidays of our society be kept, or will God institute his holy days found in the pages of your Bible? Find the answer to this question by ordering your free magazine entitled, Seven Holy Days. The greatest story ever told is found hidden within God's holy days, like a mystery that goes deeper and deeper. So each holy day reveals a deeper understanding about the mysteries of God and what God is doing through mankind. Order by writing to Church of God Rocky Mount, 27 Brookledge Lane, Rocky Mount, Virginia, 24151. That's Church of God Rocky Mount, 27 Brookledge Lane, Rocky Mount, Virginia, 24151. Also, check us out on the web at isthatreallyinthebible.com. If you would like a free DVD recording of this program that you can share with friends and loved ones, write to Church of God Rocky Mount, 27 Brookledge Lane, Rocky Mount, Virginia, 24151. That's Church of God Rocky Mount, 27 Brookledge Lane, Rocky Mount, Virginia, 24151. And be sure to mention the title of this program. If you would like more information or if you have any questions, write to Is That Really in the Bible? 27 Brookledge Lane, Rocky Mount, Virginia, 24151. Or visit us on the web at isthatreallyinthebible.net. This program has been paid for by the tithes and offerings of the Church of God Rocky Mount and friends of this ministry. If you have been challenged by listening to this program, then consider that a great blessing. You can visit us on the web at isthatreallyinthebible.net. It is the support of people like you that make this ministry possible. If you have been blessed by this understanding given to you today, then consider making a donation by writing to Church of God Rocky Mount, 27 Brookledge Lane, Rocky Mount, Virginia, 24151. That's Church of God Rocky Mount, 27 Brookledge Lane, Rocky Mount, Virginia, 24151. For more information, check us out online at isthatreallyinthebible.net. Listen to the podcast, watch the weekly program, worship with us on our weekly Sabbath service, and be sure to visit our free bookstore. Again, the website is isthatreallyinthebible.net. What kind of holidays will be kept when Jesus Christ returns to set up his kingdom on this earth? Will the traditional holidays of our society be kept, or will God institute his holy days found in the pages of your Bible? Find the answer to this question by ordering your free magazine entitled, Seven Holy Days. The greatest story ever told is found hidden within God's holy days, 
like a mystery that goes deeper and deeper. So each holy day reveals a deeper understanding about the mysteries of God and what God is doing through mankind. Order by writing to Church of God Rocky Mount, 27 Brookledge Lane, Rocky Mount, Virginia, 24151. That's Church of God Rocky Mount, 27 Brookledge Lane, Rocky Mount, Virginia, 24151. Also, check us out on the web at isthatreallyinthebible.com. For more information, check us out online at isthatreallyinthebible.net. Listen to the podcast, watch the weekly program, worship with us on our weekly Sabbath service, and be sure to visit our free bookstore. Again, the website is isthatreallyinthebible.net.